Is my stuff going to be protected? Um, because people may have been burned by those that came alongside to assist in the past and then ultimately, you know, abandon the partnership and rail with their ideas. This is Blair Durham with Black Wall Street Today, your media hub for all things black entrepreneurship, politics, news, and events in Hampton Roads and beyond. When I say black, y'all say Wall Street. Black. Wall Street. Black Wall Street. When I say black, y'all say Wall Street. Black. Black. And now, here's your host, Blair Durham. Greetings. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It's the 95th edition of Black Wall Street Today with Blair Durham. Super excited to share with you. Our show today is sponsored by Milestone Mental Health Agency, the COO team, as well as Apex Financial Group of Virginia. Today's show is the best in black business, volume eight. Today we're focused actually on innovation. And so to that end, I'm excited to welcome our first guest. His name is Aaron Montgomery. He is an innovative leader and entrepreneur with nearly 20 years of experience in strategy, operations, sales, and human resources. Aaron is the co-founder of Carlots, a high-growth startup that is disrupting the used vehicle sales market through its innovative consignment store model and customer-focused culture. Aaron is also an adjunct professor at Virginia Commonwealth University and a speaker on simplifying complexity, lean startup, innovation, and entrepreneurship. Prior to founding Carlots, Aaron worked primarily in the automotive industry, uh, as well as warehouse automation and wholesale distribution uh, in general management roles. He holds a MBA from Harvard Business School and an AB in economics from Harvard University. He was a finalist in Ernst Young's Entrepreneur of the year uh, program back in 2015, and he serves as a board member for the United Way of Greater Richmond. I'm going to allow Aaron to share more of his expertise with us, but for now, welcome to the show, Aaron. How are you? I'm very good. Thank you so much for having me today. I really appreciate it. Uh, I really appreciate you being here and the fact that you love talking about lead startup and innovation uh, means for me this is going to be a fun time. So thank you so much for, for being here today. So My pleasure. Talk to us a little bit about the idea behind Carlots. And just to give those listening uh, a little bit of a, a backstory, I had the privilege of recently purchasing a vehicle through Carlots. And that's actually how I learned about Aaron and the work that he did to bring this company uh, to fruition. So can you give us some background on, on why Carlots? Well, first of all, thank you very much for your business and for the great endorsement. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Look, I was excited. <laughs> it really means a lot that you had a great experience because, frankly, that, in my opinion, was the big innovation of the business, or at least a big part of the spirit of why the business was founded. When we got started almost 10 years ago, um, basically, uh, my partner had this insight that whenever he saw cars on the side of the road with a for sale by owner sign, that it didn't make any sense to him. He'd see these cars sit for months and months. And he said, why wouldn't somebody be able to sell their own car? It seems so easy. But then he thought about his last experience at a dealership, and I'm sure much like your experience before car lots, they weren't very pleasant, right? It was, it was always painful to go and negotiate your trade in and try to buy a car and all these other things. So he said, you got these two markets where one was very convenient. I mean, there's dealerships everywhere. They have a ton of cars. So sell your car, they'll buy your car, they'll give you a check the same day, they'll do all the paperwork, it's very convenient. But you end up spending a lot more for the cars you buy and you get a lot less for the cars you sell. 
And on the other side, you've got this very, uh, this great way to drive more value. You can go to Craigslist, you can go to eBay at the time, you know, and you can try to sell it by your own car, but it takes a ton of time and effort. You, you find that you don't have a lot of expertise and, uh, and because of scammers and other things like that, it can be very painful. So this trade-off between value and convenience, we thought, what if you consign cars for people? And the model of consignment is something we saw work in jewelry, we saw work in furniture, but basically it says instead of buying your car from you, what if I sold your car for you? And then I found a way to sell it to somebody else. And that means that for the person selling, they can get more money for their car and spend no time or hassle selling it. And for the person buying it, like you in your case, they can get more car for their money because the person selling it isn't comparing against a dealer's retail number, they're comparing against the trade-in number they would have gotten on their own. And when we opened the business, Blair, like you talk about innovation, it's, what was so cool about this and what was very validating is from the moment we started, people would come in and say, I had this idea. The last time I sold a car, the last time I bought one, I said, why, don't, why didn't somebody do this? And it really taught me a valuable lesson about innovation that many of them are just sitting right under your nose, yeah. waiting to be seen or waiting to be contextualized in a way that you could think about them as a solution to a problem. So that's how we got started. And that's what we've been doing ever since. Yeah, I mean, you hit squarely on where I wanted to take the dialogue. Often, we hear the term innovation, and we think, oh my goodness, I'm going to have to invent some, you know, ridiculous technology platform, or I'm going to have to have some background in engineering, or, uh, but innovation, as you have defined it, you know, is identifying sort of the, the intersection of two markets, right? And, and figuring out how to solve a particular problem. Um, and the reason why I kind of wanted to lay that is because, um, you know, we see particularly in the black community sort of a lack of innovation. We don't necessarily see um, this market of innovative businesses in the way that we do other communities. And so I, I just appreciate hearing from you. No, let's look at everyday challenges and let's figure out cool ways to solve those problems, right? Is that what you're teaching when you're, when you're speaking on innovation? How are you empowering others to innovate? It is what I'm teaching. And a big part of it, I think to the point you just made, I don't think that there's a lack of innovation. I think we don't get credit we collectively, but certainly within our community, we don't get credit for the innovations that we do because if they're not tech heavy, if it's not Facebook, if it's not Google, mm -hmm. then we tend to categorize it in a different way, right? So we, yeah. and you said it, right? We think of innovation as, you know, capital I, a thing that didn't, you know, I invented the light bulb, right? <laughs> I made the right. car, right? Yeah. But, you know, you think about the innovations that have really taken the world by storm. You look at the cultural innovations, you look at music, you look at the arts, you look at architecture, you look at all sorts of innovations. Some are incremental, you know, some, some are some are huge, but there are That's all innovations. Us. That's yeah. all us, right? <laughs> and, you know, and, and I saw so one true. the other day. Yeah. Um, you know, and you may have seen this. I think I, I shared it on, on LinkedIn or some other social media, but I saw this article that Zappos was going to start selling shoes in different sizes. So you could, you could get the left shoe in a 10 and the right shoe in an 11. Mm. And, and Blair, I swear, since the very first time, I remember buying shoes the first time with my mother from the time that I was able to pick out my own shoe. Yeah. And I remember putting on that thing, you know, the, the, right the foot size foot of the yeah. You know, the foot was bigger. Yeah. <laughs> it was a lot bigger. It was a lot bigger. We spent all of our time deciding whether 
I was going to go around with the right, right foot being tight or the left foot practically falling out of Great. Shape. And then you end you know? up with some kind of, you know, attachment. Like, okay, well, I'm going to have to wear a pad in this shoe, but I'm going to have to, you know, it's just like. Okay, so it wasn't just me. Yeah. No, 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 no. We deal with that every day. I've got three little ones. I'm trying to figure that out for. So, yeah. Wow. Yeah, so, so that's the deal. You stuff a bigger stock or you do whatever. You figure it out. And we've been innovating around this forever. We solved it. And then Zappos comes out and says, why don't we just do that? And now everybody's one foot's bigger than the other since the beginning of time. Right. And then finally, right now, somebody does this. I remember when I was a kid, my mother, if she started a bag of chips or a bag of popcorn, if she couldn't finish it, which was often, right, <laughs> she would clip it using a clothespin. And then we go to the grocery store and she sees some dude selling the chip clip, which is basically just a clothespin with the word chip clip written on it Correct. for 99 cents. Correct. It's plastic. That's it's innovation. Wood, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That is innovation. That is innovation. So, so to answer your question, what I'm teaching, when I'm talking to students, I'm teaching them, when you have those aha moments, how do you take it the next step so you're not the person that goes to Carl Lotz and says, I had this idea. I had the same idea, yeah. No, that's, that's key. And I guess the, the pain or the sore spot for me in terms of black innovation has to do with the fact that we're, you know, we're typically underfunded, right? We're not getting the capital that we need to bring our ideas to fruition, whether it's because, you know, they haven't been properly validated or we're not sure where to go to seek that capital. There's, there's a tremendous, there's a gap there. You know, yeah. um, and and of course now there's a spotlight on okay, how can we improve and empower the black community? How can we build the innovation bridge to ensure that you know there's equity there and everyone's able to get on and go across? Because um, so personally, you know, I'm invested in the work of building pipelines to that, and so so I'm asking because we're we're having an interview, but I'm also asking because. <laughs> <laughs> practical, you know, day to day for me in terms of in terms of working with entrepreneurs. And I'm just wondering what you're seeing. You're in Richmond, right? That's right. Yeah, Richmond's home. Yeah, yeah. How is what is the black startup market like? You know, I, I think you are absolutely right in pointing out that there's a lot more energy and focus on the space right now. And I think I've observed here the same thing. I, I grew up in Detroit. I moved here from Chicago. I live in Boston, I've lived in Atlanta. I've seen this in every market. I think that the biggest challenge is, is one of access, which is why it's great that folks like you are providing pipelines and access to help people bridge those yeah. gaps. But even if you solve for the access problem mm-hmm. um, by saying, hey, now go meet the DC, go meet the investor, mm-hmm. there's still a challenge in how, um, how we're taught entrepreneurship, right? So a lot of people, their school, they, they don't come from, entrepreneurs don't necessarily have to go to business school or whatever. But you do get you do develop a facility in thinking through concepts and monetary terms and using the jargon and being comfortable in pitching ideas that unless you grew up with other entrepreneurs or other people who are successfully pitching ideas and, and, and raising money, um, you don't learn that language. Right. And that takes time. And usually it takes a few failed pitches to get there. Definitely. So getting, yeah. I think the hard part is once you get the access, how do you help somebody get the reps? And then how do you make sure that they're good functional reps that have a high likelihood of, of landing. I, I found that I spend a lot of time like you. I'm also invested in this, and I, I spend a lot of time with people reviewing their decks and 
see when the practice pitch is and, you know, trying to help them understand, get smart to what that room is like when you're standing in front of somebody asking for millions of dollars or hundreds of thousands or whatever it is, or when you're talking to a banker. And I think that that's, I don't think it's, again, it's not just lack of ideas. I've seen some great ideas, but oftentimes that lack of preparation or lack of polish, for lack of a better word, is interpreted as a lack of ability. And that's unfortunate. Mm -hmm. Um, since I can't stop that, I can't change that with the wave of the wand, I'm doing the next best thing and trying to help people get up that ramp more quickly. I think Richmond is, is, is going to get there. I think we've got a long way to go. I don't think that Main Street businesses get nearly the amount of funding they, they need to get. I think they're still romanticizing ideas of the next $100 billion startup when there's lots of Main Street businesses that should be getting a look, but they aren't getting the funding, they aren't getting the loans, right? They're not getting the right terms. When you look at how much wealth was wiped out because of COVID, you know, for, for black businesses, COVID was basically what the subprime crisis was for homeowners, Absolutely. especially black and brown ones. Yeah. So we've got some work to do. And I think that if every investor is just chasing the same dollars and looking for the next, you know, Tristan Walker or whatever, the big tech, you know, the big tech titan that can take down a billion dollar deal, that's great. And I want to see as much of that too. But I think there's a ton of main street businesses in between that we should focus on as well and not leave behind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm, big conversation. I, I, I foresee a part two and a part three. We've just got two minutes remaining. What what other projects are you working on? What would you want to share slash promote slash, you know, where, where are you driving traffic? How can people get more Aaron Montgomery? Well, two things I'm really excited about. One is I actually just joined another startup as part of an early growth team with a company called Mission Lane, and the idea of the business is a lot of what we just talked about. It's democratizing access to capital. It's helping to serve underbanked people and improve their financial lives. And again, that's disproportionately us. So I'm really excited. I've joined the chief strategy officer to help build a bridge from here to there, and it's a future I'm very excited about. What was the name of that endeavor? Mission Lane. Mission Lane. Wow. You have to tune in for our our second guest. She's got a, a similar project underway. I'm not going anywhere, so I'll be tuned in. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> and the other thing is where I, I just I just completed a book I'm going to be uh, releasing next month. I'm not looking for any, anybody to buy it. I'm looking for people to partner with me to help put it in the hands of the kids that need to see it. And this book is about giving advice to those folks that, you know, again, they only get one shot. I don't want them to show up unprepared. So I want to build that dialogue with the community. So the only ask is if anybody wants to help me partner and put this in the, in the hands of the kids in the schools, in the community colleges, wherever they are, mm-hmm. uh, in the prisons, right? I want to do this. So I, I want some help there. And if anybody's uh, so inclined, please reach out uh, because I really can use all the help I can, I can get. Perfect. Yeah, I'd love to get my hands on a copy and, and help with that work as well. We're certainly connected to, uh, to high schools and to the local colleges. So, yeah, for sure. Man, Aaron, this has been great. <laughs> we are wrapping up. Gosh, okay, so a website, anything like that that you want to share? I'll, I'll have up, uh, updates on the website soon, but the name of the book is Suspend Your Disbelief. Look out for that in the next month or so, and I really Spend appreciate your this opportunity. Disbelief. You got it. Your disbelief, yeah, that's perfect. All right, we really appreciate it, Aaron. Like I said, we'll we'll get together again soon. I'm looking forward to uh, collaborating with some of these ideas, and definitely looking forward to having you back on the show. Thank you so much for it. Have a great day. You as well. We'll be back in just a moment with Hashtag Money Talk. 
excellence is being able to perform at a high level for a long period of time. The next level success is just a step away. Stay tuned. Black Wall Street Today will be right back after a word from our underwriting sponsors. Are you a 757 business owner? Do you desire to make new connections and grow your community involvement? Could you benefit from taking classes to sharpen your skills? Well, join Black Brand, Hampton Roads Regional Black Chamber of Commerce. Completing a membership application is simple. Just click onto our website at www.blackbrand.biz or download the app. We look forward to meeting and building with you soon. Hey, this is Seiko. DJ Seiko Varner, the producer of this podcast. So when I'm not producing podcasts, I'm actually DJing wedding receptions, corporate events, proms, other formals, and I would love to take care of your special event. So our company is Positive Vibes Incorporated, www.positivevibes.net. That's www.positivevibes.net. Net. We've been performing for over 25 years and we would love to bring our expertise and our fun to your special event. Positive Vibes Incorporated, www.positivevibes.net. Peace and prosperity. When the conversation is good and the friends are even better, you'll find a wine that brings it all together. Shoe Crazy Wine. Remember that name. Shoe Crazy Wine, available at Costco, Kroger, and these other fine retailers. We know you love jazz music, so let's try some jazz music with a little R&B flavor. What about some jazz music with a little trap flavor? Jazz and Caribbean. Hey, we mix it up. So, online, look for Grandpa Crunk and enjoy the great jazz music. Grandpa Crunk. Jazz music. And now, more Black Wall Street Today with Blair Durham on Smooth 88.1 WHOV. Welcome back. It's the 95th edition of Black Wall Street Today with Blair Durham. So excited. We are focused on innovation, and I couldn't think of a better guest than Miss Marcia Patterson. She's originally from Norfolk, Virginia. Uh, making trips to the ocean is one of her favorite things to do. She finds it calming and inspirational. She earned a Bachelor of Science degree in Mass Communications with a concentration in Journalism from Norfolk State University in 1990. Can I skip a whole degree in gold? As well as a second Bachelor of Arts in Music with a concentration in voice and music business in 2011. She's a loving wife and mother of three girls and two boys, and she's also a grandmother. Uh, as a creative being, she finds delight in managing projects, creating documents, implementing systems to help the flow of business, and assisting visionaries in other minor tasks that will allow them to have more time to spend on important work. She's known for her great attention to detail, ability to complete repetitive tasks with excellence and effective written and oral communication skills. And in her leisure, she enjoys crafting 
singing and playing guitar. I'm so excited to have the founder of Simple Business Solutions LLC, Miss Marcia Patterson with us. How are you? I am wonderful. I'm so excited to be on with you today, Blair. Thank I am too. <laughs> so full disclosure, that's what it's all about. Marcia Patterson has served for almost two years as our executive assistant, and she is a VA par excellence. I think um, this is an appropriate time to really highlight you on the show because we've certainly seen a rise in the need for VA services, right? Mm-hmm. the start of the pandemic um, and just folks really realizing that um, their capacity may have changed. Is that what you're noticing? Absolutely. And um, you know what? I do want to say this. The pandemic has really changed the culture of how business is done. Um, And being a virtual assistant is amazing right now. Uh, Business is up. Um, I know I'm in a couple of VA groups and there are so many people who need virtual assistance because of the change uh, from doing business in brick and mortar to doing business online. A lot of people really need help with setting up their virtual workplaces. And so um, being a VA allows you to be, um, I guess, uh, innovative and partner with several different businesses at the same time. Absolutely love the concept. In fact, it's one of our, probably our most requested uh, services through our network with Black Brands. Folks are always looking for for virtual assistant services. So can you just share with us kind of, um, either give us a day in the life of, or Talk to us a little bit about the kind of the client experience in terms of what someone could expect if they decided to bring your company on um, to provide virtual assisting services. How would that work? Absolutely. So what I'd like to do is make sure that I am a good match for any business that I work with. I don't like to get into um, business relationships Um, just haphazardly. It's just like a regular uh, social relationship to me. The reason being is because as a virtual assistant, as an executive VA, you are so closely tied with the owners and managers and the lead people in the businesses that you support and that it has to be a seamless flow of communication. There has to be mutual understanding. There has to be a level of trust and um, vulnerability. And so being able to connect with my clients is key for me. I have to make sure that we just gel because who wants a contentious relationship in life and in personal relationships and love and in this or in business. I mean, yeah. it, it just would make it you. really tough. Yeah, it, it is definitely an intimate relationship, um, mm-hmm. and it does require all of the elements that you just mentioned. Mm-hmm. So, so what I'm hearing you say is these are not the kind of services where I can just go on your website and, you know, next thing you know, we've got an agreement and we're working together. There's going to be some sort of process in terms of discovery, and we're really going to get to know one another to determine mm-hmm. if this is a good fit. 
Absolutely. So I do a couple different things. So I have um, same day services um, that I do provide for people who just need quick work. And I call it my let's roll with it package. If you go on my services page, there is a little section on the bottom that says let's roll with it. It's same day work. Um, I call it day work. And you can book me for hour, two hours, 30 minutes, whatever quick task that you need. Other than that, I really, really enjoy long-term relationships because I value relationships. And one thing I want to say is when I connected with you, Blair, it's much more than just doing work and much more than just, you know, getting uh, monetary value. I found I found value in just connecting with you because you are just a just a well of resources for me as a new entrepreneur. Um, and so I always want to make sure that the scale is even, right? Not just like, am I just serving you and just helping you build your business? But I want to make sure that I am also learning and able to grow from the relationship as well. Not that I don't want to get, you know, quick jobs or whatever, because I do stuff like that too, but I'm a person that I value relationships and I really want it to be mutual. Yeah. beneficial, mutually beneficial. If you just joined us, uh, this is Blair Durham with Black Wall Street Today, having a conversation with Marcia Patterson. She's the founder of Simple Business Solutions, LLC. Uh, she is a virtual assistant, par excellent, and uh, we are talking about her world today. What an innovative um, concept, and certainly um, the feelings are mutual. Appreciate the, the work that you do and just the spirit that you bring to to our organization and you know the others that that you work with so let let's let's ask this question then mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, because I know that you know, as we shared before this is an intimate relationship right if we're really gonna mm -hmm. have someone um, uh, you know, participating sort of in every aspect of the business um, then, wow, you're going to learn that business inside and out. Um, and mm -hmm. so are there processes in place that will protect the intellectual property of the, um, of the businesses that you work with? How does that part of it work? Absolutely. So I um, do not compromise at all the aspect of integrity. Yes. As a matter of fact, that is one of my business values, uh, simplicity being first, second, integrity, and the third, excellence. But integrity is big for me because um, my business uh, thrives off of referrals, uh, number one. I don't uh, so much advertise, I just get I get referrals. Number The reason um, being is number two is that I'm a I'm a solopreneur until recently. Uh, I have been a solopreneur until recently, but integrity is big for me, and I always say that your name precedes you even showing up to someone's presence, right? And so I want someone to um, really, really feel comfortable with me because of what they've heard about me. Uh, number two, I do uh, make sure that my agreements include um, confidentiality, non-disclosure 
um, as well as, um, you know, that intellectual property things, you know, anything that um, is uh, germane to that business uh, is not disclosed to any other parties that I work with. It is um, sacred to me. I really, like I said, I value relationships and I don't want to do anything to damage um, a working relationship um, in any way. And so integrity is, is super big for me. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to ask that question because I think that, um, you know, for a lot of people, that may be the difference between working with a virtual assistant and not, is understanding, Mm -hmm. is my stuff going to be protected? Um, Because people may have been burned by those that came alongside to assist in the past and then ultimately, you know, abandoned the partnership and ran with their ideas. So it's great to hear that, you know, we're incorporating a confidentiality agreement. We're incorporating a non-disclosure agreement so that everyone, um, everyone is protected. And it's great to hear, too, that, you know, uh, as, a, as a core value of your business, um, mm-hmm. integrity integrity is there. I, I love it. Yeah. Yep. Integrity is big um, because of my my faith in general. But yes, I, I wanted to make sure that that was a core value of my yeah. character as well, represented in my business. For sure. Well, we have four minutes remaining. I kind of have one other question for you, and then I definitely mm-hmm. want you to share how it is that people can get in contact with you. Um, and it's it's around the idea of cost, right? You know, we can't talk specific numbers on this show, but I would if you would just give everyone an idea about um, how they could, you know, in an affordable way, um, manage having uh, an assistant, a virtual assistant, join their team. And, and I guess what I'm saying really is um, helping helping business owners to appreciate that the value kind of extends beyond what it is that they're, that they're paying for, if that makes sense. And they were saying the yeah. time freedom that's created, just kind of mm-hmm. articulate that part of it in terms of the value proposition and having uh, having someone else on the team. Absolutely. So, one thing I do know is that there are two things that you never can get um, more of, and one of those things is time, right? So, time passes us by every day. You look back over the day and you're like, my God, it's already night. I do it every morning. I get up at 7 a.m., get my kids ready for school, and then I look back and it's 11 p.m. So we know that time is one of the most valuable um, uh, assets for our lives. For sure. um, so one thing I want to say is project management tools. Mm-hmm. They help us tremendously, right? So what you want to do as an entrepreneur, if you cannot afford a lot of time, for um, uh, securing a virtual assistant is find out those things that someone else can do for you that take up your precious time. 
right? And so those things you can delegate to your virtual assistant. Now, a project management tool um, will be imperative because that will allow your VA to manage their time more effectively. And so sometimes, this is as an example, when Blair, you put things on our project management tool, we use Trello, some people use Asana, some people use ClickUp. It's so many different ones that are out here. But um, it allows me to be able to maybe take some time out of my day and do something else and maybe come back at 9, 10 o'clock at night when my kids are gone to sleep and come back and do some work. So I don't necessarily have to do it at that very moment, but if you write out everything you need to do in the week, it allows us both to save time. That's really, really important. Um, yeah, tremendous. Planning, planning out the day. Marcia, so, we are out of time. Okay. Please share your website and phone number, and we'll plan to have you back on the show for sure. Absolutely. So um, my website is www.simplebusinessolutionsnc.com, and uh, my business telephone number is 919-307-9596. You can also uh, catch me on Facebook at Simple Biz Solutions. Uh, that's the at symbol, Simple Biz Solutions, LLC. Or just Google um, Simple Business Solutions, uh, NC, LLC, North Carolina. I mean, Raleigh, North Carolina. Awesome, awesome. You've been phenomenal. Thank you so much for for having me. The show today, it's been wonderful, wonderful. Thanks for tuning in to Black Wall Street today where we're building minds, we're building connections, and we're forging the path ahead toward business success in the black community. Phenomenal. Stay with us online at Black Wall Street Today on Facebook and Black Wall Street Today on Instagram. And then follow us on Twitter as well at BWS Today. We look forward to talking again next week. Have a wonderful week. I have said and I will continue to say that the most important priority for the black community is the black community, not a particular political party. Phenomenal. Hey, yo, when I say black, you say Wall Street. Black, black Wall Street. When I say black, you say Wall Street. Black, black. When I say black, you say Wall Street. Black, black. When I say black, you say Wall Street. Black, black, uh, black Wall Street.